Hey everybody and welcome to episode 114 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys and girls, welcome back to the show. Hope you're well. Hope you're having a good well, I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you're uh, having a, a good start to the summer. Um, yeah, a lot is going on. Really trying to uh, get a few things going behind the scenes, a few different programs for people because I want to be able to help everyone. Um, looking at um, especially skin issues, chronic fatigue, gut health. They're really going to be putting putting some stuff together for you guys so you can uh, really, anyone who's suffering from any of these things and, and, and other issues as well, we're going to really start to... Uh, Put some stuff out specifically for you guys and girls. Um, as uh, yeah, as always, had some good feedback on the show and the guests. A lot of a uh, lot of good uh, comments, especially about last week's show about the heart not being a pump. Really, really interesting, and people digging more into that, which is great. Um, yeah, and just before the show, just to get a few things done. As always, this show is brought to you by www.reviveyourself.co. Head in there, you've got all our free. Um, podcast episode 100 this is the 114th now 113 there as well we've got our free four-day mini course and also we've got our shop which is full of high quality with the best in the world it comes to supplements really all organic a lot of it's wild crafted and fermented it's just concentrated nutrients in whole form they're going to help your body to detoxify to cleanse to give it energy and to get rid of nasties you know to to, to, to heal you at a cellular level, which is going to be uh, fantastic and let your body regenerate and give you that energy that comes from within. You know, far as many people today's world are having coffee and stimulants all the time and they don't realize that stuff is what the Red Indians call empty fire. It gives you the, the illusion of energy, whereas energy should come from within. So, you know, we've got some good stuff there. We'll do that, like greens drinks, like berries drinks. And we've got our cacao and collagen from Ancient and Brave. It's new. People are getting lots of great feedback on that. Um, so, yeah, lots of great things there, as well as that EMF frequency blocking devices from Aries Tech. Um, Aries Tech and our water filtration system from Aquaterre. If you've got hot, soft or hard water, it's phenomenal. We've got one, two, three, or four bed houses taking away all the impurities, heavy metals, parasites, protozoa. <clears throat> all the nasties that are in your water that affect not just what you're drinking but what you're cooking in what you're washing your clothes in and you know yeah what you're actually washing yourself in so yeah that that's there and also heading over to blueblocks.com b-l-u-b-l-o-x.com for the best blue blocking glasses around on the market you've got the daytime artificial blue light and also red glasses for night and putting the code revive you're gonna get 10% off and the same if you've been dealing with anything in your really want some essential oils we've got the best essential oils in the world in my opinion from dr nick berry if you head on over to essential com. put in the code revive in small letters revive in small letters you're gonna get 10 percent off and he's got everything there you could possibly want as well you can make your own you can make your own fragrance which is phenomenal um so yeah we're doing yeah i'd say if you team of anything and 
You know, these people need to also stop using air fresheners. They're so toxic, carcinogenic, been linked to every sort of disorders from cancer to endocrine disrupting problems, skin issues, um, feeling spaced out, brain fog, you know, memory loss. So step away from them and you can get a, a diffuser and some essential oils as well for that. It's going to be, you know, be on to a completely different level um, when it comes to health in terms of regenerating and restoring your health. Um, anyway, on to today's show. We've got a uh, uh, another Czech practitioner, Lewis Dutch, on the show. Lewis is actually a, a listener of the show. We got in contact through uh, Instagram where he sort of just starts messaging me, talking about how he loved the podcast. And uh, he found us from actually when I had Paul Czech on the show himself. And from there, he's become an avid listener. And Lewis helps people with their health issues, like all other Czech practitioners do, but in a fully uh, well-rounded way. So it was really uh, interesting to talk to him. I wanted to get him on the show just to describe what he does, what makes him different, and um, and why working in is so important rather than working out when it comes to our health. So without further ado, here's Lewis. Enjoy the show, and I'll see you on the other side. Anyway, how's, how's things been anyway? You good? Yeah, I'm good, man. It's, it's strange talking to you, considering I listen to some of the podcasts, so... I know it's good. Well, it's, it both seem to be into the to similar, similar things, similar way of, of life, similar way of helping people. Um, probably how you come across. How did you come across a podcast? Oh, I knew you were going to ask that. I don't. I can't remember. I honestly can't remember. Maybe yeah. it was just kind of flying around iTunes or something like that. And I, I just I did, I did interview. I have interviewed Paul twice. Do you reckon it? Oh, that been, might have been it then. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I have interviewed him twice. I'm trying to get him back on. He's uh, obviously he's got his own podcast out now, which is which is mm-hmm. going which is going good. Um, so yeah, it might, it might have been that. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Um, is there quite a few of uh, the Czech Czech guys and girls that are follow, and they're always like like you, always put stuff because it's it's weird. I've never I'm not actually done Czech qualification myself, but um, probably as much as in the Czech principles is a very thing I very much uh, follow. So it's. Uh, so I've went around it in different ways, um, and then when I come across like uh, Paul and all, all of the people I mean, it's just the way he talks and the way way you guys um, approach health. It's just the way I do it as well. So it's uh, it's been so so for you. You were you started off in IT. You 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 said yeah, and this was sort of like a constant journey to get to get here. Yeah. Um... I, I was doing something that I, I didn't really kind of feel um, was satisfying my needs as such. So I was kind of like a bit lost, um, just kind of not really appreciated in the role I was in. Um, and I was always kind of a, a keen gym goer. So I just got into doing the qualifications, you know, the level two and level three qualifications the standard qualifications you need to get into being a personal trainer. And um, things went from there. And I came across this Paul Czech character and he kind of made sense in everything he said. You know, he, he, he just kind of, you know, resonated with me when it came to movement and health. And I was kind of blown away by it, really. So... Um, yeah, and it just went on from there, and it's all about kind of learning and working on yourself, really. Um, yeah. So and that's a- so. What I was going to say is so from so going back to where you used to used to. So did you used to work in in, in London? 
I mean Milton Keynes. You're in Milton I'm pretty Keynes. much based in Milton Keynes. So is that when you were doing IT? Is that was you in Milton Keynes as well? Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how? What was your normal day going back? What was your normal day then? What was? Yeah, run through like a, a day in the life of Lewis Dutch when you were yeah. when you were working in IT compared to I want to just compared to now because I think it's a, an interesting comparison to make for people. I was a field engineer, so I was, I was doing a lot of traveling. I was driving. I wasn't moving much, being sat in a car. Um, you might end up driving two, three, four hours at a time, then spending a whole day doing hardware installations. And it, it was it was good fun, but there was no real kind of um, longevity in it for me. Um, it slowly became a job where it was more office-based um, and a bit more software-based. And quite technical um, and it didn't really work with the way I function um, in terms of the environment in the office it was just you know it was like a library you couldn't express yourself in any way and it was like you know I'm this guy that likes to move and um, if I'm sat down and I'm trying to do all this kind of technical jargon it doesn't kind of fit in with the way I work really you know um and the other the other side of things you've got people that were in higher roles and it was all about status and kind of like you know you you're you're you almost felt like a number not a person so if you kind of walked into the cafeteria for example and you came across the it director he wouldn't necessarily talk to you there was no kind of real genuine respect yeah. and it was all more of a status you know thing and the, the company was quite corporate and um yeah i just kind of felt every you know i had to tiptoe everywhere and i couldn't be myself yeah um, just thinking imagining so, that imagine that already i can feel i've been in that situation before it just sucks you're like that is not me at all i can't be in a office an office and everyone's being quiet doing their work like even even the funny thing is even if i'm sitting here doing my work here i can be quiet and stuff but i've got if I wanted to get up and just go, just shout at something, I can. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes you just get frustrated. In that in that office environment, it feels like, as you said, you've got a tip to you're walking on eggshells, you can't say certain things, and it's just like, it's got that stifling energy rather than that, uh, that energy to express yourself. I mean, even I mean, being a health coach, you, we sit in classrooms, right? But you can move around, you can do whatever you want. It's very different. Yeah, I, I just I just felt I was suffocated, and um, there's there's probably millions of people out there, you know, that are experiencing the same thing, but some of them never get to kind of do what they actually want to do. And um, yeah, I'm quite fortunate, you know, I made the big step, and um, I'm doing what I like, you know, I I can be expressive and creative, you know, I'm, I I like to draw and move and you know um <laughs> choreograph certain things you know that's what exercise is all about it's kind of creating yeah. um being creative you know i want to i want to get into that because as when i'm looking for your site it was a word that you use and i want to i want to get on to get into that but just for because i know there will be people out there thinking oh it's hard you know you've got bills to pay you've got a mortgage to pay you've got kids some people got kids to feed etc when you left that it job and moved into doing what you're doing. I want to get why you chose Czech as well, but when you did make that initial jump, was it scary? Did you like, was it uh, like jumping to the unknown? I mean, how did you feel about it? Or was you just like, look, I'm going all in on this. I don't know if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It was kind of a crossover period. 
um, I was I was doing um, the PT stuff part time um, because I I kind of saved up money and put time and effort into the qualifications, um, and it was probably clearly evident when I was in my full time job that I wasn't hungry to do you know IT um, and. I was fortunate enough to be made redundant. So I was kind of, it was kind of half and half. It was kind of like, I was almost forced, you know, to go in that general direction anyway. Um, but it was, it was quite, it was kind of funny at the time I was working, you know, I was um, trying to get on board and get experience and train people in the mornings. Then I was going to work. Then I was coming back from work and then I was going to the gym and then I was trying to, you know, just gain experience of that environment. And um, I think it eventually showed in my job as well that I wasn't kind of um, part of the furniture, let's say. Mm. How do they, uh, do they sort of, do they, uh, did anyone say anything to you or was it just a bit, bit un, un, unsaid? It was a bit unsaid, but then I, I guess I was, I, I was, I was telling people, you know, I was telling people around me, and then perhaps Chinese whispers, you know, yeah. it just kind of one thing led to another, and then um, I got a kind of nudge, really, and and that kind of pushed me in that direction, and I haven't really looked back. So um, yeah, I keep trying to learn and you know take on board new things and try and be the best in this field now because this is what I like to do so no it's awesome it's just for people out there it's, I mean it's interesting to say that I mean and, and compared to like an office environment when you're working in the gym very different environment right like people obviously people moving people talk but lots lots of talking and, it, and it, if you're in a good gym and there's lots of good gyms out there it, you can walk in it can be it can be quite an energizing place you can get good energy in it i mean obviously there are other gyms that have got lots of office politics going on but gyms i have been in addition uh, with people like yourself and other people that are all some great coaches out there you walk into it and it's just like you feel like you can be yourself you can talk to people it's a positive place a lot of times compared mm. to um sometimes office places which feel like it's a bit it's sterile it's like walking into a hospital uh, and i'm like how this isn't health. This is the absolute opposite of health. Um, I'd actually feel more at home in a graveyard than I do at a hospital. That's you know, and that's what I'm saying. So when you walk into a, uh, at least you've got trees in a graveyard and then outside in the air. When I walk into a hospital, it feel I feel like I'm like no, this is this is the absolute opposite of. You walk into a spa, the music's playing, essential oils are going. You know, it's like very very relaxing, homely. But then you walk into an office. I mean, some of the, like, the new companies have changed this a little bit, like the Googles and stuff like that. They seem like they've, they've got mm. a few things going, but the traditional offices, you know, office desk, office block, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's very uninspiring yeah, compared, to, I like, totally agree. compared yeah. to like a gym. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, you, there are the politics can go on in gyms as well. So Yeah, uh, yeah, they, that can happen, yeah. Different training methods and um, ways of looking at things. And do you get that being a check checky? Yeah, I think um, the, the the thing with me is I try and um, not necessarily train people to their to their death, you know, and that's um, it's it's almost the opposite end of the spectrum to the generic trainer. Um, I, I I base things around the chemistry of the situation sometimes and just 
look at you know how the client is feeling as, as soon as they come in you know it might be that we just alternate to plan b depending on how tired perhaps they feel on in that situation um more often not we train but sometimes you know we have to take a alternative route and it might be it might be that we do some kind of chi based work um and that's maybe where the other trainers not all of them but um in, in my environment kind of that they don't necessarily turn to that they probably train clients harder mm-hmm. and we try and um we need to build energy sometimes um so yeah um and you know i wear the toe shoes i wear the v-brands so. yeah yeah <laughs> no. like, kind of a bit different in that sense no i think it's really important for people to understand that because i mean generally people go to the gym or go to a trainer and they feel like they need to be beasted or it's like they need to train because they're not moving but sometimes you know i say to people people clients that i see i don't work with them in gyms but when they get to do the work in, in our program there's t- shi gong tai chi there's other forms that we do and i always say you know a lot of them go i want i want to be active and i need to lose weight and and because a lot of people they're ill they have they are hugely inflamed and they have been holding water and stuff and say to them at the moment i don't want you to step foot in the gym um uh, it's like if you keep on smashing a plate it becomes harder and harder to put it back together and so you know at the moment your body's in in survival mode and we don't want to do that we want to and it's amazing how much weight people drop just from restoring their energy eating the right foods and and they can actually put up if you if you take someone who's highly stressed cortisol always through the roof they're never in their um like rest and digest nervous system they're constantly on the go and you you just destroy them in the gym you're not gonna they're not gonna like it's not gonna do them any favors and even if they do start dropping weight because they're actually moving more i mean generally it's gonna be a nightmare for them on a hormonal level and they're gonna crash um Mm. and it's it's hard because of course people come to me they've got chronic illnesses if you're in a gym explaining this to people they want to lose weight or they want to look a certain way you know what you do which I love, Warren and stuff, is it's all about longevity, right? You're trying to get someone to understand this is a, the long game. It's not a short-term thing. Yeah, I mean, it's not really... I guess we don't look at it from the perspective of that it's the aesthetics mm-hmm. or the look. We don't come in from that angle. Uh, we come in from the health angle. We want to try and make people feel better. That is the most important thing. Um, and if somebody can feel better, they can think better, they can move better, and ultimately the byproduct of all that is to look better. So that's you know that's where we come in. If if you can do all those things, you're going to get the results anyway. You know, whereas the opposite end is to look at the aesthetics and look and almost sacrifice healthy objectives to get the look. And you see that in bodybuilding. You see it in um, people that take steroids. You know, and see it everywhere. A lot. Yeah, you do. You see it everywhere, and you see it. Um, and it's almost kind of like the hunched over, angry um, look <laughs> to get a look to look to, to look good or look a certain way on stage for a few hours, and then um, or, or a holiday. Yeah, yeah, or a holiday. A holiday is a good example. Yeah, fortunately, I don't get too many clients that um, necessarily want the quick fix, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the classic scenario: is I'm going on holiday in a couple of weeks. What can we do? You know, um, you know, I want to look good. You know, and it's the yo-yo effect, and it's constantly happening. You know, 
um, and it's unhealthy. And it's things like quick fix coffee drinks and 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 you know shakes, you know, that really make people unhealthy, and um, it affects things on all levels. So yeah, if they find like they come back from holiday and they've got into a certain level, they also get metabolic rebound, but also they probably come back feeling more tired than when they left. And it's and then it's got it's almost like it's a, it's a, as um. Paul says, or something I use a lot, is that these things are like empty fire, what Red Indians call empty fire, coffee, etc. Instead yeah. of looking good, feeling good, eating for way to move good, etc., and then getting the energy from within, it's like these people are constantly tired, so that and they go in the gym and they tire themselves out even more, and they drink more caffeine and more stimulants to try and get energy up. It's like your energy should be coming from within, and everything mm. you're doing is just fake. So it's just like having, and that's why eventually you crash or you get a disease. You know, you get a chronic illness or you get a disease, and they wonder why. It's like, well, for for ten years you've been doing this cycle, you never given your body the love. I know what it's like. If I go and have a drink with friends, I feel tired the next day. My body's been has had food that it shouldn't have had or whatever. Look, food for the soul and time of your mates like that can be phenomenal, but my body still feels it, and so I have to do things the next day to to rebalance it, and that's not going in the gym and smashing the head out of myself because that'll just that's like digging a grave and then jumping in the hole and burying yourself over you yeah. need to understand it, the difference it's almost like a vicious cycle a daily cycle for most people um you can see it if you're driving in rush hour you can see um people driving fast i mean i live in a uh, we live in a town that's you know built for speed almost it's almost designed as a racetrack milton Keynes. um it's built on V and V roads and horizontal roads, vertical roads and horizontal roads. So it's always designed for a bit of speed. Um, but you can see people are um, stressed, you know, they're trying to get to work and they're trying to get to their car parking space and they're fueled on caffeine. Um, and that's just the start of the day. So everybody's off to a bad start every day. Um, poor quality breakfast, highly stressed, not had enough sleep off to work, stress the stress of work, staying late, coming home, not having enough free time in the evenings. It's kind of like a, it's a non-stop cycle. And um, yeah, my job is to kind of, you know, deliver the opposite really. And that's where, the, that's exactly where the chi exercise comes in, you know, slow down. You know, the prime example is somebody driving too fast. So... Yeah, no, it's 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 something where, yeah, it's like, in a way, it's like taking a completely natural um, stance to all this things. It's like you say that the job's so they're so stressed. They're stressed just because they're having coffee. So stressed because they're doing a million one things. They come out and they're stimulated by screens, and it's almost like stepping away from that and saying like, well, what what food should we be eating? What things should we be? Eating? You know, I always say to people, you never see a rattlesnake in the wild with IBS, you know, or, or an alligator who's got PCOS, you know, endometriosis. These are all things that we get here because we're, we're women especially always talk to them and say that you're, you're meant to have enough nutrition for two people, not just one. Mm. And you're going through, you're living this life, trying to be everything to everyone and you're wondering why you're ill. And if you don't listen, then eventually, this is why people need someone like yourself. So it's really interesting to say, so before you actually went and studied with Paul, what, so you did your level, your normal level reps, level threes, etc. Mm-hmm. So you're already sort of into the natural sort of way of living. You said you said that he sort of resonated with you. You resonated with what he was teaching. Like, mm-hmm. how did you first come across him? Um, through a friend 
it was um, another Czech practitioner. Um, I, I was one of these kind of, you know, in the early days, I've been one of these trainers that had this kind of mountain of men's health magazines. And that was my kind of like, um, We've all been there. thing I had, I had in common with, um, my friend. And, um, he said, Oh, just take a look at, um, this video. Um, and I think it was, um, the dirt facts by Paul check. It's a great video. And I, and I watched it and I was like, wow, man, this is kind of deep, you know, it goes right to the core literally, you know? And, um, I was inspired by it, and he he was on the academy. He was on the Czech academy, and I he said, "Oh, just 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 do one of the um, prerequisite courses or one of the small courses." So I think it was Swiss ball training I I, I did first, and um, yeah, I was so impressed. You know, I was, I was I was impressed with all these exercises you could do with the Swiss ball. You know, and I just wanted to learn more, and um, he kind of almost mentored me in into. Um, that check field the, the realm really and um yeah I, I just i just totally um in awe of it all really um every, every time you go on a course you kind of you're just around like-minded people you know and um you're in like a tardis you know and as soon as you leave the course you you've got to go back into the real world and you don't want to get sucked down with everybody else you kind of want to like uh, magnify all the stuff you've learned and you're going to put into practice to everybody else. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite inspiring. Um, yeah, and I've been interested ever since. So you know, there's not really a day that goes by that I'm not, not listening to one of his podcasts or, or or watching one of his YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, totally ins- an inspiration. And you know, every everybody out there could probably do with a bit of. Um, the Czech philosophy and, you know, some of the Czech information, it's highly, highly valuable. It just makes sense as well, right? It's just... It's just obvious to me, yeah. It's just when you say that, like, it's... I know what you mean, that's why I do these podcasts well, so I love to learn, but I also love talking to people. Or Like, uh, it's a way you get around people, you know, they say you're the five people that you spend the most time with, and just sometimes just by listening to someone like Paul or other podcasts or people are inspirational, you feel like you're around them anyway. It's like it's it's putting good – people don't understand. It's not just what you consume through your mouth. It's what you consume through your ears and through your eyes yeah. as well. And yeah. so this is huge, right? And so as you say, when you go to those places, we go to learn. I mean, I'm obviously about just doing a course just because of that to make more connections as well. Like I, I know you can learn good stuff with it anyway, but it's – I mean, half the well, a lot of people I've got on here have been Czech professionals because we just see eye to eye on so many things. Um, and um, I mean, for example, I did. You know who Donna Gates is? Not aware. No. Donna Gates. Yeah, she's it's weird. She's like really well known among amongst like the digestive world. She's one of the, in my opinion, the best on digestive health. Uh, I studied with her uh, years ago. But it's like, and then Paul was uh, later on. Paul was talking about the gut health thing in like. 1980s or something like that I put it before yeah. and, and so like they were very much in a similar elk and it's like you talk to people and there you talk to people like that and the great thing see some of the nutritionists though they're not in, one good thing about Czech professionals is a lot of people like oh you're a nutritionist but nutritionists 
they they they're not they can't really move. They some of them don't look very healthy, you know. Uh, or you get people that are in the gym and they they can move, but they haven't got a clue about nutrition. Or then you've got these people that are like yogis, but they haven't they can't move a weight. Or with a Czech professional, it's sort of like feel like myself. They they encompass it all. They they move. They can eat well. They they they're intelligent. They understand qigong and tai chi. They understand the whole aspect of that thing. And that's the one thing that he has done, and one thing that you guys all do, which is very much how I I work. You know, with people. It's incorporating it all, and that's something that I think. I think he said on his um, there are the four doctors: Doctor Diet, Doctor Quiet, um, Doctor Happy, and uh, Doctor Movement. I think it was. Yep. So you take one of those spokes out, the wheel collapses. Yeah, it's amazing that um, you know you've got that. There's there's a balance there, isn't there? Um, but yeah, I mean, what I the thought that came to mind there was: don't look at the sick to become healthy. You know. Um, and if, if you if you look out there, there's a there's probably a lot of sick trainers out there, you know, exactly oh. as as you mentioned. And um, the whole point of the 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 Czech philosophy is to work on yourself. That's the HLC work, you know. You've got to work on yourself, and only then can you give. You know, you can only give obviously what you've got, and um, you've got to keep kind of doing that, you know. And um, hopefully, you know. I'm doing a good job. <laughs> no, well, I mean, like all of you guys, you look a certain way. You all have lots of clients who get results, you know, and that's the thing. I mean, what is success? Is success is getting someone to come to you for an hour once a week and and, and killing them, or is it like actually enriching their life, like making them healthier, um, teaching them, getting them to understand things a bit differently, like looking at things differently, and leaving you a better person when they started? And that's mm. one of the things I think that as coaches we all like. If you're good at what you do, I always say to people, yeah, I have a 16-week and 20-week courses. And I say to them, Look, I want you to, I want to heal you, but I also mm-hmm. want to teach you. I want you to learn. So when you leave, you're going to, be, you're going to understand things completely differently. And, and that's a huge part of it. And getting, getting, as much as it's not the great business model like the hospitals like to keep people from cradle to grave, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to have, as they say, great, great teachers or great masters don't, don't create followers they create other masters and i think that's one of the things that that paul does and you guys are all like living proof of that i think paul yeah he does it he does it he's always mentioning books so i'm 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 always kind of writing a list down of books you know and and trying to read as many books as i can so it's so hard to listen to him and then listen to get the book because you're but this is the problem i don't know if do you know who jim quick is Yes. Yeah, brilliant. Yes. He had a great podcast with the guys from Mind Pump the other day. Oh, I listened it? to it, yeah. And what he said was one of the things that we went so much information at the moment, right? We like It's almost information overload. And right before we get a book and we'd read that book and we get another book, especially people like us who are constantly learning constantly, and it's like sometimes you can be like, oh, I've got so much to read yeah. or so much to do. And you can be like, this is where it's important to, to take time and just to understand and go through things and take your time and realize it's – it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? And that's the same with sure. everyone's health. It's, it's like with the books. I mean, I could have three books sometimes. You know, I fall into the trap as well. Um, and they can be dotted around the house. And it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to dive into this one now. And I'm going to dive into that one. It's probably not the best way of doing it. Um, but at least it's some form of knowledge, you know. It keeps me off the phone. It keeps me, um, it, you know, it gives me something. It's much like the podcast you mentioned and like spending time with people. Um, it does, when you listen to the podcast, it feels like you're in the same room sometimes and you're just listening, you know, 
to them. So it's gonna it's got to rub off in a good way. Um, and you know, that's the podcasts are the, one of the best things, you know, since sliced bread. Really, I mean, we've kind of missed out on that, or I have over the last growing up. We didn't have podcasts. Um, so yeah, it's a great alternative to books and. Um, yeah, they're good company. Yeah, they can because they can also answer questions that you might have in books. You hear the author speaking to someone, uh, you can actually they, questions come in and, and you get conversations around their knowledge. So books are great, and then you hear podcasts when they're actually on being asked questions. They sort of it's it's a great way of like getting information and then understanding the information even further, which is great. It's like uh, and there's so many. Um, I love I love it when I get people on and and you can talk to them about certain things. You read the book and. Yeah, and yeah, one of the books I'm reading at the moment, which I recommend for anyone um, out there, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you've got your own business and stuff, it's The Miracle Morning. I don't know if you've heard that. Oh, How Elrod. Yeah, yeah, How Elrod. Really good. And it's certain things that I was doing anyway, but putting them all before 9 a.m. every morning and getting them done. And it's the way it changes changes your like your energy for the day. Uh, and it's just like, it says to say, success leaves clues, right? And so mm-hmm. the people that are successful, they do these in certain ways, and they they've got some things that they they're doing. And um, the six principles of like um, he has, he calls them like the, the life savers, but essentially it's like exercise, affirmations, meditations, visualization, and breathing. And they're the things that they do in different ways, and it's really important. And it's something that you know, as a Czech professional, you probably practice every day anyway. There's small things, yeah. I mean, it's like things like making your bed. Um keeping your shoes in the shoe cupboard, you know, it's the tiny little things. It's clutter. That's it. That's exactly it. It's the tiny little things. And um, it might be um, doing some meditation in the morning as well, in the garden, putting my feet on the, on the ground, you know, um, five minutes or so. Little, a few, few little things like that to kind of stand by is really important, I find, um, because your day does almost function better after that. Um, but yeah, as you said, decluttering, um, fortunately we've got quite a tidy house. Um, and I work exactly the same in the gym as well. I'm always kind of keeping the environment I'm working in tidy. So it transfers over to the gym as well. Well, one of the things you, you put on your side, I want to get, well, first in your gym, you said that you mentioned it a little bit, but, well, you said it anyway, you said like you, you try to have a naturalist approach. And actually, approach. So, uh, what 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 makes you different from the other coaches in your gym? Do you have any other Czech professionals in your gym with you, or you're the only one? We've got one other, yeah. And she's, yeah. We are almost like two peas in a pod in that sense. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we're quite similar in that sense. Uh, we do differ slightly. Um. But what makes me different? What makes me different? I mean, I focus on the the simple things. Um. You know, hydration is key. I mean, I, I, I um, reinforce that so often with clients, um, you know, to, to hydrate. I mean, I don't go by fads. I don't, I don't say, that, look at this shake, you know, are you drinking this? I don't, I don't, I don't say you need these um, weight belts for this exercise. I, I don't, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I rarely use machines in the gym. I'm very much um, free weight based, so it's all kind of primal pattern moves, squat, lunge, push, pull, twist, crawl, anything like that. Um, and yeah, I guess I guess um, 
I just try and teach people, you know, the basics, really. I mean, that's the main thing. I don't try and do anything that's that – I don't do, in, in, you know, exercises that I've seen on Instagram, for example, that are kind of Enter- – Entertainment. So what, when people come to you, when people come to you, what are the things that you're, you see a lot of? What are the main issues that people come to as soon as you work in the gym and think that you got – is it maybe correcting their, their patterns or do people try it like weak backs, tight, tight the body? Poor postures, one of the main ones. I mean, poor postures. I mean, almost everybody has poor posture. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of work. I mean, recently I've done a course with uh, with the Eldoas, the Eldoa postures. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of those. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, I've done myself with Warren, and I know Mike uh, Salimi is big into them as well. Yeah, it's a great tool. So I've incorporated some of those into workouts with people. Some people I use them um, all the time. Um, others we kind of do at the end of the workout. Just for people that are listening, what what is an Eldoa posture? So the, the spinal ones which I've I've done, um, there's a posture for each uh, vertebrae of the spine. So the kind of in, inferior segment is fixed, and the superior segment is kind of the one that's pushing away. So you're almost kind of doing an exercise in a static manner. So you're sat, for example, in a position and you might have your arms raised above your head. So you might need to push away with the palms and keep the feet flat on the floor. You might want to push the knees down to the floor. So you're kind of stretching the fascia of the body and creating space between the discs of the spine. So, yeah, it's just a way to kind of decompress, really. Um, So if you're doing – you've been doing squats and deadlifts religiously for the last two or three years – this might be for you, you know. So yeah. So Eldoas is another tool I have. I mean, that's maybe slightly different to perhaps some of the other trainers in the gym. Um, yeah, and just going back to the chi exercise. I mean, I guess that makes me different from some of the other trainers in the gym. I mean, it's too far out for most people. I mean, we use the studio. I mean, it's not something you do in the gym because people would freak out, you know. Um, so you know, if I tell somebody to do a slow walk. From one end of the studio to the other, they're gonna, you know, if they're not ready for that, they, you know, they'll be like, well, "What's this all about?" You know, I've had some instances where the client isn't really ready for it, and their heart's beating at a thousand miles an hour, and it's just, I thought we were gonna train, I thought we were gonna train hard. So just going back to your point about the um, being different, I think the the working in or the chi exercise definitely makes me sets me apart from most trainers. And obviously the the Eldoas as well, because um, they look <laughs> they look a bit funny on the eye to passers by, let's say. Yeah, they are they are quite uh, unique. They they say a facial release, and uh, they're quite hard. They can be quite hard to hold. They can actually they can be quite uncomfortable to hold as well if you're not you're not used to them. Yeah, um, very. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you can get that sort of like sciatic sort of feeling. That uh, I've been working with a movement coach as well, and we've been doing lots of sort of stuff similar and then there's certain other things uh, like gymnastic moves which is working on the nervous system and it and it is uncomfortable but it's something that for years even if you look for example i've always been been looked very sporty always managed to do a lot of movement but my flexibility has always sort of been lacking and it's something i really want to work on and mm. yeah it's something that it's going to take time to build and i know it's going to be a process but if you want to get there, you know, you've, you've got to do these things. And I think that's nothing with longevity. I feel like, yeah, okay, you look a certain way, but how are you going to be moving when you're older? And that's things that key for a lot of people. You know, they don't look a certain way, but they don't understand. 
are they going to be able to walk properly? Are they going to be able to squat? Are they going to be able to like be to sit down and and actually not be in pain with the lower back or stand for long periods without being in pain? Certain things that people can't do. I think that's really important. Well, the Eldoas are, are really important. I mean, that's the, one of the reasons why I, I went and um, tried to educate myself in it. Really, um, I mean, I've, I've turned forty, you know, in December, and um, I guess it was time to kind of try out something like this. And um, where, where did you go? Because Warren actually uh, does them as well, and I've seen Mike do them. Is it does Paul put them in his programs, or is it did you go somewhere else? Um, there's some, there's a couple of similar ones. Myofascial stretches in in the PT Enhanced software, which a lot of the Czech professionals use, okay. um, which are similar to the Eldoa. So they don't think they actually name them Eldoa uh, postures. Is Eldoa uh, the person to come up with these? These is it? Is it his way of stretching? Is that is that how it is? Sorry, say that again. Is Eldoa? Is it named after the person that came up with these stretches? Is that? Or? It's a it's a it's a French acronym. Um, okay. It's a, it's an osteopath called uh, Guy Voyeur okay. who came up with these um, postures. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're, 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 it's quite amazing that you can just um, be in a certain posture and it's going to hit, you know, L4, L5, and you know, and you know, T67 or, or whatever. It's it's quite impressive how um, all these come about. So I was quite amazed by that. Um, You've been doing it yourself quite religiously. Yeah, you've got it really. I mean, I, I practice a couple um, because if, if I always say, you know, less is more. If I if I work on two, then maybe you know I'm going to stick to them. If if I don't, if I don't, and I'm trying to do the, you know, ten or twelve of them, then I probably won't stick to them. So um, there's a good one that I try and do at the end of it each day uh, between L5 and S1, so the lower back. Yep. Um, I find that's um, highly effective. Is that feet up against the wall? Correct, yeah, yeah, I yeah. use that, um, and that's um, great, I mean, I, I tend to wake up in the morning less stiff, let's put it that way. Really, um, yeah, so if people were listening, that that would be like finding a wall, a vertical wall, putting your bum right up against it, and then like, switching so your feet are, your feet are like up the wall, toes mm-hmm. pointing towards you, and then you your back's on the floor and you're pushing your hands out, you're almost in like an L shape. <laughs> you're, in a, you're in an L shape. Um, you're you almost kind of have to put your wrists, hands in a Spider-Man like spinning a web type yeah. position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bring your arms up behind your head. Push away with the palms. Keep the tailbone and the spine towards the wall. Push the back down. There's quite a few technicalities behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, push the part, the the heels of the feet away and keep the big toes close to each other. I mean that's kind of a mouthful in itself. So I'm always reinforcing the points when I'm I'm putting people through it. You know? yeah, yeah. And obviously tuck the chin and just kind of elongate the spine. Just keep the neck, trying to keep the neck on the floor. Um, yeah, and see if you can do that for 60 seconds, and you'll probably find it's a bit of a workout. Yeah, no, it is. It is that's hard. one of the easier ones. That's one of the easier ones. Yeah, I'm going to have to look deeper look into this because I've done a few of them. Um, but I'd be quite interested to have a little, little look at them because it is something that it needs to be done. A lot of people, I mean, sit, I'm about to go and get a standing desk as well because I do a lot of this sitting down. I need to be standing mm. a bit more. And I think that's a, little, little things like that can make a big difference, right? Even with people like, instead of getting this, taking the escalators, can take the stairs everywhere. All of a sudden, they've yeah. increased their, their work, they're walking by like, I don't know, 10,000 steps a year. Or something it's like that. It's simple. It's the simple things, you know. It really is the simple things. I mean, I think there was, 
I'm sure there was some clip on uh, Instagram once where there was the there was the stairs and then there was the elevator and um, um, they nobody was taking the stairs. Everyone was taking the elevator. And suddenly one day the, they they turned the stairs into like a piano set of piano keys. So every time they they would take a step, it would light up one of the steps and make you know a, a, a tune. Um, so everybody started to use the stairs. So it's funny little kind of, it's funny how it really works, how people get inspired by certain things yeah. um, to, take, to take action. And um, But yeah, as you said, people sit too much, like uh, we are right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are right now. But it's why, but that's why I get up and do walking. We do, I try and move around as much as possible. This is one of the other reasons I talked about um, getting a movement coach because I was just like need to, and it's something I've been doing more. I sit down, I try and get up every every half an hour move around do something something like that it people that sit at desk all the time you know just getting up and going to the toilet or getting up and getting a glass of water it makes a big difference every time rather than sitting in that position the whole time it makes a big yeah it makes a big difference if they don't as well um you know what leads to sitting down is poor digestion and poor hip mobility and you know one thing leads to another and you know, you've got back pain, you know, and sciatica, as we mentioned. So, yeah, sitting is, is kind of like, I know we hear it quite a lot, but the new smoking, you know, sitting and 5G are the new smoking, aren't they? Yeah, so. 5G, I, don't, I mean, this is this is something we've got to get, got to, um, trying to organise the protests or do something, but this is the thing, they, I saw a video the other day, and they said that they've, certain countries have this for ages, and they will actually aim it at the protesters. Um, I don't know. I've got a video. I can send it to you. Actually, it's, it's interesting. They were saying that it's obviously low-level uh, frequencies, and it's it's scary. I just don't understand the end game of this at all. I was talking to Dr. Cowan about this yesterday. I, was like, I just don't understand. I mean, I get if you, you want to cull the world population, you want to you want. Uh, I mean, it's going a conspiracy down the conspiracy hole. But it's like what their families are going to be just as affected by this as us. I don't understand mm. what the end game is yeah i mean whether you whether you know the ins and outs of 5g 4g whatever i mean i always just think you know would i would i want a mobile phone mask next to my house you know and i probably wouldn't feel good you know if there was one next to my house i mean that's just the general way i look at it i probably wouldn't feel as healthy you know so that just feeling that gives me a sense that you know it is dangerous without even knowing the facts, the ins and outs. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, they, someone actually messaged EE and they come back and said, oh, we, we've looked at the World Health Organization. They said there's nothing to worry about with it. And I was like, hmm. First of all, of course, because of this World Health Organization who are paid by whoever. But second of all, I was thinking, but in 2014, I think it was, or 2012, 13, the World Health Organization actually come out and said that smart meters are like a type two carcinogen. Mm-hmm. So how can they not know? It's like it's people always like it's adverts on TV. Crack me up! Oh, smart meters! You need to get one for your house. I'm like, well, yeah, you have got two opes. Um, absolutely never. Um, and same as anything, like Wi-Fi goes off at night. And these are the things, you know. And this is the other thing. Even with this whole vegan push, I always wonder if that's part of the agenda to like completely demasculate men. Uh, I mean it's something that I just feel like yeah everything's got its place but most vegans I meet are, are really unhealthy and they're really irritable um, I don't know if you've you've, you've, meant, you've uh, noticed the same 
Yeah, I mean, I don't have too much experience, um, but yeah, I mean, I think you had you you had a um, podcast with Paul, and it went into quite a bit of depth about veganism, mm-hmm. and uh, it was really interesting. But yeah, I mean, as he mentioned, and yeah, I kind of concur. You know, it's more of a healing modality rather than like a lifestyle change. Um, but yeah, I mean, something that really struck the chord with me was, you know. Um, People are, you know, they're they're trying to save some animals. I think Paul said something like that. He said that people are worried about saving all the animals, but they're not saving the animal that's themselves, you know. And and there was something else he said. I think it was something like, you know, we everything's designed to be sacrificed and kind of it's part of the ecosystem, you know. You're upgrading its consciousness. Like when you're eating a chicken, it's becoming new. People don't understand that. They yeah, think yeah. they think that you're just like it's like no you're like thank you that's why he prays him for it's like all these ancient cultures people don't think that we've got anything to learn from them it's like we've got everything to learn from them the reason they sacrifice their food and pray in front of it was because of the energy they we just eat food and think it's calories and people don't understand they're walking around eating and they're not actually paying attention to what they're eating which affects their digestion but also spiritually it's no good because you're not actually giving love uh, to that food or actually understand where that food's come from and that's why K froze and so everything he's talking about people will go out or oh, it's all nonsense who woo woo it's like you don't understand life or energy or anything if that's the case and when you're eating these animals you're saying thank you very much for giving me your life you're mm. giving, and we're the ones that can affect the world and and also vegans talk about not killing a sentient being they don't realise that plants are actually conscious and they don't realise how many animals are killed with their mono crops, for sure, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of, you know, agree with that. And um, people are so—they're not even on that level, though. A lot of people—they they base their their life around numbers and the um, and and calorie intake. You know, I hear this a lot, and um, it, it's more than numbers. You know, it's more than numbers. It's there's a lot more to it than that, and. You know, you have to start way down and work with people. On you know, a lot of people are children. Really, they don't really kind of develop above the age of twelve in that sense. If we're talking about that, um, so you have to you have to talk to people like they're almost children sometimes. So, and if they can only be if they can only work around numbers, it's kind of tricky in the beginning. You know, um, it's almost like they need to be parented by an app. You know. This is why there's so many apps and, you know, I use this and, you know, I look at this and this is how many numbers I've got to take in every day. And, you know, oh, this, yeah, but the app tells me this and, you know, you say this and, oh, Google says this. So people are almost kind of parented by computers um, and it's just a lack of education. And maybe that that's filtered through from their parents. They're just a further generation down, you know, and like you said, you know, um, you know, the older generation has never really kind of, you know, relied on calorie intake. They just had quality food. You know, they, they just ate good food, and I don't think they worried about the rest, you know. They I didn't, mean, did they? No. That's a stress in itself is kind of looking at an app and saying, oh, you know what? I've gone over my daily calorie intake. Oh, no, you know. And, you know, people feel bad about that. Then they're down. And so... 
But people don't understand as well, like calories in and calories out. This is, I think it's an archaic thing anyway because it, if I had 500 calories from a sweet potato or 500 calories from a packet of Haribo, I know which one. I'd rather have 1,000 calories from sweet potato than 500 from a packet of Haribo because I know my body's going to be able to metabolise it, assimilate it, like metab- um, eliminate it properly as well. And um, very, very different as well in terms of, you know, one's food, one's not. You talk about the app, you know. I mean, also, if you're moving, then it's not just the calories in, it carries out. I mean, like, your metabolism's been pushed up if you're exercising or if you're rested and your body's, like, you know, digest food. There's a million and one things that affect it, and it's not just calories in, calories out. And, like, that's just such an archaic, simple way of looking at it. I mean, the metabolism is one of the most complex things going. No people don't actually understand it. Um, mm. And... I just think that yeah, I mean, it's calories and then affect hormones and then what what you're in your rest and digest or in your fight and flight. That's going to uh, depend on how you actually even even store those calories or use those calories. Um, where those calories coming from? Are the animals you're using they they full of toxins? Are they not? The vegetables full of pesticides, herbicides, identicides, chemical fertilizers, etc. I mean, this is a, a topic and it's not just calories in, calories out. And that's why people. Oh, you get a lot of as he as he coined the phrase "fit sick people." You know, yeah. they, they they look okay, and that, that's one of the, it's one of the, one of the funny things. One of the vegans, um, one of the vegan guys who's like a big I can't remember his name, Tim something, uh, Tim Sheriff, I think it was. He was a big vegan guy for years and years. He even had a vegan clothing line, and then about six months ago, he came out and said, "I've had to start eating meat again because I felt terrible for the last two years." Right, and it's like. Food, yeah. foods, energy information, right? As he says, energy information, and people need to understand that. And if you're not giving your body what it wants, it will tell you. Yeah, for sure, 100%. I mean, you know, just going back to what you were saying, you know, somebody orders a skinny latte. I mean, that always rings bells in my head as well. It's like, I always, I always want to turn around and just say, why are you ordering a skinny latte, you know? The, the thing you need to be worried about is the fact that it's not pasteurized and homogenized, or it is, sorry. So it is pasteurized and homogenized. But, you know, it's not the fact that we're also hell-bent on a low-fat diet. You know, we still kind of, we're still, that's still bred into us, you know. And it's, I just can't get over it sometimes. I'm like, oh, you know, fake foods and low-fat is, it's always in my ears, you know. Whether I'm in the gym or out of it, you know, if I go walk around the supermarket and see what people are putting into their, Shopping baskets, it's, you know, it's kind of, let's put it, suboptimal, let's say. <laughs> it's very suboptimal, yeah, it's a nice way of putting it. It's really weird when I come to the supermarket or, well, I just go to my butchers, but sometimes I have to pick some things up and I see what I'm buying and I look at other people and I'm like, no wonder everyone's ill. Like, literally, things, there's certain aisles that I never go down. I'm literally on the outside. I go in the fruit and veg aisle and then if I, sometimes, if I have to, if I've run out of meat, I get a bit of meat. And the only other aisle that I go down is the tea bag aisle to get some pack of teas or whatever. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, I never, there's, the other day I get some ice from the supermarket, I didn't even know where it was. I was like, I'd, I'd never been down this aisle before, the frozen food section. I'd never <laughs> been down there. Like, I, I, and uh, it's weird, all the other aisles, I look at them and I'm going, bloody hell, who buys this crap? Like, it's, it's, just, it's weird. When you cut those sort of things out, when you become the person, it's amazing how your body changes how you look, how you feel, because you you do you're doing things that the majority of people or you're not doing things that the majority of people are doing every day like the foods they're eating every, they're not even foods they're just they're just chem, they're just i mean they might as well be crack because that's what people are they're just addicted to yeah. these things 
It affects everything. It affects the way people dress. It affects absolutely everything. The way they think, um, the way they think as well. The, right? they, the presentation of people in general, I find, um, if I'm walking, you know, around town or something, I can just tell. You know, I just, I, I just know these these people don't eat right. You know, their mouth breathing. <laughs> it's just little things I pick up on, and they're just scruffy people. You know, they don't present themselves very well, you know, and, and they're overweight in most cases. You know, it sounds like I'm being really mean, but all I'm doing is trying to tell the truth. Oh, you're not being mean. No, unfortunately, the truth these days is seen as being uh, offensive. And uh, I can give a fuck who I offend if it's the truth. You know, I'm not, I don't try and put my message out there and be, and be very blunt. I, but I just try and put it in a way. And at the end of the day, the truth's the truth. As Ben Shapiro would say, you know, facts don't care about your feelings. Um, yeah, that's exactly it. And, um... I, I showed I showed a woman around the gym and she you know she kind of gave me a life story and she was over a hundred kilos she was well overweight and you know I spent a good half an hour with her and I told her well you know this is this is this and this is what you've got to do and you know the next day we we got an email into the gym and the manager of the gym he came up to me and said oh you might want to read this email just to kind of like take a look and it was like bullet pointed. Everything you know, there's about twenty or thirty bullet points of like how I just ruined this woman's confidence and what? Really? you know she's she's never going to come back to the gym and she was going to send her husband down to the gym to speak to me and all this stuff you know really? and all I did was tell her the truth you know I was kind of saying well this is what we need to do and you know I think maybe this would be a better option I think she mentioned she wanted to run a 10k or something like that and I I said oh. You know, running might be out of the equation in the beginning, so we might want to do some some hill walking or something like that. Um, yeah, and that was that. You know, she kind of built up in her mind that you know she put barriers up. You know, she I was the barrier really. She created an excuse to not come to the gym. You know, and you can offend people so easily nowadays. That's the thing. You know, and all you're doing is just making observations and telling the truth. You know, and people don't people don't like to hear it. They want to be happy and com you know comforted, um, and that's the you know that's the world we live in. It's too comfortable. Yeah, but it's like um, this thing about hate speech, and it's like there is no such thing as hate. I mean, obviously, it's hate speech. Okay, going to attack someone. Yeah, that you can't say that. But it's like the whole thing about free speech. It wasn't put there to defend popular speech. It was put there to defend unpopular mm -hmm. speech. So you can say something, and then the, then society can go, that's not right. And then society will tell you whether what you said is right or not. Not, oh, you can't say this, or I'm going to burn books because we don't like them. That's that's not what goes on. Like, at the end of the day, you need people out there that's going to tell people the truth. Because it's, it's, otherwise, as you said before, we are, we are losing. And luckily, there's all been this sort of resurgence of things because there are getting more people that are like, we need our men to be men. And there are people that won't just pander this thing. Like, that's why Jordan Peterson has gone through the roof because actually, and saying out arenas in ninety thousand with Sam Harris, because there's men that they're going, yeah, what, this is this has gone far too far. Like we need to understand this, and unfortunately, we need a few home truths. Uh, we all do sometimes, you know, and and it's and you need some people to point them out, and that's why. So I love that program as well. You said about people being parented. Um, some sometimes I do understand like there's so much information out there now people don't know which way which which is the truth right so people aren't actually when people come to us these days they are they are paying for expertise and stuff but they're also paying for implementation because there's so much information that I don't know which is which is true um, I think it was like in 2014 more information was made in that one year than ever before in history and this is right. going on and on and on 
And now yeah. they're actually paying for someone to implement it. We've had that support and accountability because as well, there's so much going on in today's world. They don't just uh, or so many distractions. They need someone to keep them accountable. Yeah. I mean, it's true. I mean, I just find that I'm, you know, a teacher in times of confusion, really. And I'm trying to teach the basics. So the basics. You know, and that's as simple as that, really, you know, but I don't, it, does, it does come down to the six foundation principles like the Czech philosophy, you know, so it's like sleeping, nutrition, hydration, thinking, breathing and movement. I mean, they're the main things that, that that's all you kind of need, really. I mean, there's not much outside of those points that you need to really work on. Um, and yeah, we are, in, we, we do get confused sometimes because there's conflicting information uh, or there's too much information in, that points to one in one direction. Um, but yeah, for sure. No, mate, I, I just don't understand it. If I had someone who's 100 kg, I 100% would have told them, um, I always say to them, I don't want you to do anything. And when the weight falls off and your body's in a better better position to be doing these things, then 100% we can do it. But, you know, it's like don't run before you can walk sort of thing. And it, 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 as, as like, you know, and that's why... It's a lesson. Everything's a lesson to you, really. I mean, it was a lesson to me maybe to take it slightly differently in future, but... Yeah, maybe, I, yeah. But I I, I've got to be authentic, you know. On the other hand, I've got to be authentic and say what I mean, you know. Um, and... You know, sometimes you need tough love, you know, and that's just the way it works. I suppose it's like some people need an arm and a shoulder, some people need to kick up the bum, and maybe it's just the way you do, it's the way that like, actually get the way you deliver that message, I suppose. But but it's just saying to someone like that, I think that we should be doing this the first two, three months, see how you get on, and then from there we can go. You know, people grossly overestimate what they can achieve in a week and hugely underestimate what they can achieve in a year, and that's a big part of it, right? And they come in all motivated. And the thing is, if you'd have put her through a session that she wanted to be put through she probably wouldn't have come back anyway because she'd have been in a pickle yeah for sure i mean you know as you mentioned you you, you can get results in it in a healthy way um and it might just literally be focusing on four things let's focus on these four things work on them for a couple of weeks and see where we're at um and then you're not overcomplicating the situation you know it's much like when you design a program for somebody you know you, you you give them less you know it, it all comes back to what Paul Sheck said I think he said something like you know I give them 50% of what they they tell me in terms of like exercise prescription so you, if they say they, they they can work out four days a week he gives them you know his message might be all right we'll do we'll work on two days a week and we'll work really hard on two days a week so it's really simple um it's it's just funny how the the mind kind of wanders off and thinks everything's more complicated than it actually is, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's our job. It's a challenge. Yeah, I think that's just the way society is going. It's like, as, as you said, you're trying to make everything, um, trying to, we're trying, was it the most more, what was the thing, was the thing you said, and it was, it was very, very right. It's like we're meant to be this, this uh, extra clever race that's making everything easier and faster than ever before, yet we're fatter and sicker than ever. And it's like look at your pictures of your grandparents, great grandparents, see how lean they were, you know. Or look at look at the past, and as they said before, success leaves clues, right? And so, for people out there listening, you know, eat. I mean, it said less is more. You said eat real food, get your sleep right, your hydration right, move a bit, and you're going to be on to a winner, right? I mean, yeah. The 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 downside is technology. I think in that sense, um, because we we're bombarded with um 
information. And it's, it, I think it's the Jim Quick, was it one of the Jim Quick podcasts? The fear of missing out. The fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Um, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, people tend to be kind of, um, they spend too much time online looking at information and they don't put it into practice. Yeah, he calls it. He calls it instead of self help, he calls it shelf help. So yes. yeah, so you have all these books on the shelf, you never read them. Uh, yeah. And so yeah, what's the point in that? And that's the one good thing about podcasts. And I actually listen to my books on my phone. I actually go for walks and listen to them. I, if I read a book like that, I generally it would just put me to sleep. I'm sorry, I don't know why. I just don't take it in. I have to read the same page three or four times. I can listen to a podcast on my phone or listen to a book. And I, I like, I'm like Paul as well. I like to listen when I'm training. I listen to books and things and I'll try I take it in really well like that but everyone's different uh, I think it's even like seven percent of the world actually learn the way we're taught in school in terms of like um visually like that rather than like auditory or kinetically or whatever it is um and so yeah as you said what's the point of having all these books on the shelf you never reading them yeah for sure um and yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think everybody can be guilty of that for, to a certain degree. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you know, I could have three, three books on the go. And um, yeah, I mean, that's just a lesson. Um, yeah, but you're, you're reading them though, right? So for sure, yeah, I'm reading them. Um, I think you just, you know, back in your 20s, it was buying about, it was all about buying clothes. Nowadays, it's buying, it's buying books, you know? Yeah. So you, you, you kind of get impressed by, reading information um and that's how we evolve um used to impress people by wearing you know certain fashions and then you kind of evolve into you know giving people you know information <laughs> yeah well no i think it's uh, i think that the that the world around it's like you said about people being it's weird it's people being scruffy if they're unhealthy like most people i know um that are unhealthy are like that anyway but you can give information i think it's like having like being that well-rounded human being it's that who who is it saying the other day i can't remember who it was and it was like all these followers people had those followers you know they ticked all the boxes they were disciplined they had responsibility they looked a certain way you know generally you know even if you look at people like even like muhammad ali or someone like david beckham you know very good at his sport but looked immaculate and and it's because people like can respect that. There's not many people. I mean, there's some people that are rock stars and they've got people like that. But people in, in who, who take responsibility, who've got discipline, people can respect that because discipline's hard, right? Um, yeah. And to do. And when you've got people that do, it's what I say to people all the time. It's like uh, you want to be the person who's lean and healthy all year round. So many people will do like this all or nothing thing, where like. They do a bit of health for eight weeks and then they go completely off the rails. I was like, because they've had a bad meal or had a bad drink. I'm like, it's not what you do every now and again that matters. It's what you do all the time, you know, or the majority of the time. So having one bad meal is not going to make you unhealthy. And having one good workout is not going to make you healthy. You need to live that life of, you know, if you step outside the structure, that's fine. Do a bit of partying, but you come back and you understand what's going on. You don't have to do like eight weeks of being a monk and then one weekend and oh my God, God, it might as well throw it all away. It's just, it, it's just a way recipe for disaster 80 20 yeah mm. the 80 20 rule um yeah i mean it, it, it's it's you take for example the you know the person who's got the best workout program and they only use it kind of you know twice a month and then you on the other hand you've got somebody who has an average workout plan but they're doing it every day you'd probably say the person doing the average workout is getting more out of that uh than the person who's got the 
best plan going on. Um, yeah, so consistency springs to mind, and um, I think it's consistently being healthy. Um, and for sure, you know, you've got to take into the context of the bad times. You know, you might be going out having a drink or whatever, or you know, having a meal that's not particularly healthy. But you know, if you if you are out with friends, that you know, there's some health, you know, and you're having fun. There's some health in that, and just doing that, you know, 100%. even if you are. Even if you are drinking some wine or some beers or whatever, um, it's food for the soul, right? Yeah, and then you know you've got the outsiders who you know who, who look at you and think you're supposed to be perfect, you know. So you've got the, you know, you might have your uncle and auntie who are, you know, or your brother, for example, who, who thinks, oh, Lewis, you can't have that. You're, you know, you're a trainer. What are you doing that for? You know, maybe there's 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 some joke involved, but I think sometimes they can. They think you're this perfect person that you know can't touch bad food and stuff like that. It's I, like, I always say, well, this, this, without trying to be arrogant or trying to be, I say, look, I look like this, and I still take the piss on the Saturday night sometimes, have a few beers with my friends, or whatever. Yeah. I look like this, yeah. And other people yeah. that don't, and they look terrible. So who would you rather, who would you rather follow? Someone who actually can do everything, like have, have time with his friends and family, go and play sport and, and live this life and step outside the circle and enjoy it, or would you rather be like the person who does none of it and, and looks terrible? Yeah, I, mean, I think it's a huge part of it. You need you need to have time with your friends and family. Otherwise, you know, it's it's it's. I mean, that's what life's all about: enjoying enjoying times with them. For sure, and that that makes you feel good, doesn't it? Hundred um, percent. And then doctors as well. If you're going to talk about doctors. You know, providing all this information, people believe, yet they don't necessarily, not in all cases, but, you know, you go to the doctor and they're overweight and they're giving you advice on food and, you know, a healthy lifestyle and they're not doing it themselves. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's that's another thing um, I've had good experience of over the years. Um, people trusting the doctors and not necessarily kind of taking on board what you're trying to you know, say to them and help them with, um, it's the white jacket philosophy, I think. I think people just believe what people do. They believe the doctors because they wear a white jacket, you know? Well, it's been taught to follow authority all their life, and it's the last, I think, well, it's one of the, it's like the Catholic Church sort of thing, it's always like police, because in a position of authority doesn't mean, or perceived authority doesn't mean that what they're saying is right. Uh, and, and if history sort of anything, it generally taught us that they're not right. Um, so it's one of those it's one of those things, mate. And uh, yeah, people. I mean, it's, uh, do you know who Carl Robertson is? No, I don't. He's no. got a diet out called the Snake Diet. Have you heard of it? I only right. come across him the other day because of Elliot Hulse, and he's properly out there. Like he's uh, he gets people to fast a lot, fast and then eat good meals, but fast. And he says like he. he in fact, I let you look him up because he just goes off. He doesn't mind. And he was saying the other day, it's like I say it in a much nicer way, but he's like. People will go out there to their useless doctor, useless doctor, and he said, "But," uh, and he's like telling them, "Fast, do this, do that." I'm saying, "I'm telling you, you can heal all your problems without having surgery." But people want to go and get geriatric surgery, get their guts cut out because they believe in the white coat. And it's like, and I've said this before: we're going to use instead of Tesco's bag. And no one's yeah. ever been used. No one's ever been born with too many organs or, or born deficient in medication. And he's like going, "You're useless, fucking doctor. You believe him?" And it's like, have you seen the state of your doctor? And he's and he goes he's a much he's just look at him, Carl Robertson he's got the snake diet it's uh he's he's the result he's like the result of as I said before all this um 
all this politically correct sort of stuff. He's like the result, the pushback of it. And he's got a lot of followers and he's getting great results with people. But he's saying like people just, you're eating far too much food and far too much rubbish food and you're not giving your body time to heal. You're all on medication. You're not moving enough. And it, but he says it in a uh, abrupt way. He said sometimes you need to be told that. People yeah. need, to, need to know the truth and that's it. That's how he's getting his message across. Yeah, yeah. it's not. So, it's not the way I do it. But yeah, it's very like uh, it's polarizing to say the least. But you know, Paul can polarize people. Yeah, for sure. Um, but on the fasting subject, yeah, I mean, sometimes I do that. Sometimes I do, you know, nothing too extreme, but um, sometimes sixteen hours, you know, is quite good. Um, and it's amazing how you can feel after not eating. Um, and if you have that window of eating that's, you know, almost cut down to eight hours a day, if you do that, you know, on a regular basis, you, you can really feel good. Um, and, I mean, foods, we're abundant, you know, it's abundant, isn't it? It's everywhere. Um, and we're just kind of, um, you know, engrossed in, in it. It's everywhere, really. So fasting, um, it's just the thing of fasting is a lot different to starving. People think it's like you're starving yourself. It's like, no, I've actually started to do a four hour window of eating. Um, I'd play around so on weekends, but different. Um, so it's like two days a week. But on my hmm. Monday to Friday, I generally eat now between four and eight pm. Uh, wow. Yeah, and um, I feel great. You give it energy in the day. I don't need, I'm not skimping on calories during those four to eight i would have my fruit then i have like a meal with my fats and everything i yep. generally get in like <clears throat> i don't really count calories but it'll generally be somewhere between two to three thousand you know whatever it'll be um and i feel good i'm just like yeah you get hungry it goes away in 10 minutes it's not a problem your body just feels clean you feel energized and you're having those calories and as you said that's how we probably would have eaten back in the day we're, we're meant to feast and i mean we obviously got people more regulate their blood sugar but it's very the body, given that it's got a innate ability to heal, like given it that window, it goes into autophagy, it starts to heal. To do that, that's what one of the things I wanted to do was like give myself like that twenty-hour window of just like okay, you can just heal, just just relax and just do what you're gonna do. And I've felt as well, women working a lot, from trying to eat, sometimes it just stresses me out trying to get it in. And if I can, my day's finished, I can eat, and then go for a walk and just relax. It's completely mm. different to like having to I also I don't like having to eat and then work and be like the lazy overeater because even even if you're eating clean you still got to digest your food right you still got to sure. you're in that different state you're not you're not in that uh, energetic hunter phase you're in there like rest and just relax phase and so I prefer to do it and it's just I've tried it for about a couple of weeks now I always did that eight window eight hour window and now I'm just playing around with it um, sometimes I might have a bit of fruit earlier but um, people think They've been told they need far too much food than what they do need. You know, people just overconsume. Oh, massively. But it's in your face, you know. Um, you know, you go to get a coffee, you know, there's cakes everywhere. Um, and people don't even eat. When you're talking about fasting, some people don't even have that eight-hour break between food. So from the evening before to breakfast. Um, and it could be something as simple as that that is mm. that can heal people. Um, so... It, if somebody asks me about it, I say, are we getting a 12-hour break? Bare minimum, 12-hour break. You know, and that can make a huge difference. Um, yeah, no, 100%, yeah. And it's just energy levels are sky high. Um, you know, you, you go for a jog around the block and you, you know, feel like you're floating, you know. 
We haven't got. Yeah. You're not sitting digest. You're not digesting food the whole time. And as Paul says, you know, you use fifty-five to seventy-five percent of your calories moving the food from mouth to anus. So, yeah. so like, if you're, I, that's one of the reasons I started it as well. I never did it. I always played rugby professional sport, and I was told you to get your calories in, calories in before you play and stuff. And you have the energy. And I was always like, whenever I eat, I don't feel like energy. I feel sluggish. You know, I feel like I'm digesting food. And then one of my other mentors just started doing it. He said, "Ryan, just drop out breakfast and see how you get on." I was like, okay. So yeah, a bit hungry, but what happens when you get after five minutes? It goes away, cool. And within two weeks, I had leaned up more than I'd ever done before. And I was like, I was like, told you, who said breakfast is the most important meal of the day? It's absolute nonsense. And it's when you want to break your fast. Break yeah. fast. It's up to you. And it's if it works for you, go for it. If it doesn't, fair enough. But a lot of people out there, it does work. It does, it does. And um, I think people, it's good for discipline as well. And people get a chance to kind of, you know, really listen to their bodies and, you know, see what they actually need. You know, and there are times when you kind of feel like, oh, you know, I could do with something to eat now, but I'm just going to kind of work through that. And once you do, you'll be surprised, you know, at what, you know, actually, you know what, it wasn't too bad after all. And it is, you know, workable and feasible for me to do in a week. You know, I can do one day a week of this, maybe two, maybe three. Um, but, yeah, um, it's funny how some parts of the world are um, overeating and there's other parts of the world that are, you know, starving. You know, I still can't get over that. Well, I think in 2014, maybe it was, or 15, more people died from from uh like overeating them from starvation i think it's the wow. first first year like wow. of like things like overeating health issues rather than starvation but i remember listening to a podcast once a few years ago and it was something like the amount of money it would take to, to give everyone a home food like uh, heating etc it was something like i can't remember it's quite i'm literally just gonna put a figure out there but it was something like 200 trillion dollars no or billion dollars whatever it was and and this lady said no it's something like that i can't remember what it was anyway and she said america spends more on ice cream every year than this number and it was like it just shows like if people wanted everyone in the world to have certain things they could but it's set up a certain way um and unfortunately we we're the only ones that can change that but we all need to work together and unfortunately the way the world is so polarised at the moment you know it's like people don't understand I don't know it's like they don't understand what actually is important like the insects are all dying 5 yeah. coming out we're in a pickle and if we don't yeah. sort it out we're not going to be here much longer yeah the environment is key isn't it and um, it's kind of at the other end of the spectrum sort of profit that's being made um, it's fast food you know I always think of fast food um, and deforestation kind of go hand in hand um, and it, yeah, I mean, if, if people stopped eating fast food, you know, or dramatically reduced that, you know, then, um, I'm sure we could make big changes with that alone. Um, but yet you still see kind of cars going through the drive-thru at McDonald's kind of cir circling the drive-thru, you know? Um, and that's one area, you know, that's one, that's one area people could improve. Um, you know, if they want to make a change to the environment, radically reduce your intake of uh, certain fast food outlets, you know? Throw be a pound coins. And it's just, you know, it'd be better for you, it'd be better for the world. They, the, the two go hand in hand, you know? 
So they do, and so if we were to, if we were just to sum this up and like end on end on a good note here, what would be the things that you'd say to people? The main things that they should take away from this and say if they want to get healthier, lead a happier life, and make good change for the world, what would be the the main points? If you, if I said the five things, uh, yeah, but probably move more on a regular basis. Um, not necessarily train hard in a gym for three hours a week and then be idle for the rest of it. I'd say move on a regular basis. Um, try and get outside as much as possible. You know, this is this is a key one as well because a lot of people travel from the from their home to their into their car, into their work, into their car, into the supermarket, into the gym and then back home. So you know there's a huge deficiency in light, natural light for people. Um, hydrate, wake up in the morning perhaps Drink some, you know, warm water, about 500 mils of water every morning. Um, rehydrate the body. Simple things, really. Um, spend some time away from the internet. <laughs> I know we need it, but detox from social media. I mean, that's a tricky one. I mean, it's kind of a double-edged sword, that one. You know, people are, you know, you see it everywhere, you know, it's every day, people looking down on their phones in the gym, um, constantly on their phones, you know, constantly on their phones. I'd say social media detox is probably key. I mean, that's one I'm, you know, I mean, I'm working on that one, you know, um, but, you know, I try and put a message out there, you know, I it's kind of a business thing for me as well. It's different when you're using it for a purpose rather than just consuming it. Yeah, I let myself off the hook slightly with that one, but because no, know. but no, but it's true though. If you're just consuming it, scrolling down mindlessly, it's very different to using it mindfully, using it to promote a purpose, or just scrolling for very different. Mm. For sure, yeah, um, and try and eat whole foods with various colours in them. You know, you know, if you can't eat organic, try and eat vegetables. And more vegetables and fruit. I just want people to do their best. You know, I don't. You know, if they, if they, you know, everybody gets to a point where they're trying their best. They might not be in organic foods, but you know, they, 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 you know, get to a point where they are doing their best in some sort of way. Um, so whole foods is key. Um, try and get to sleep by 10 p.m. consistently. Try and sleep by 10 p.m. Also, move more, get outside as much as possible in natural light, hydrate, spend time away from the internet, eat whole foods, and try and get to sleep by 10, 10 p.m. I think that's, uh, yeah, that way your rhythm is going to be better, isn't it? You know, you're going you're gonna to vibrate more um, and be better to the world and yourself. 100%. I think that's a great note to leave it on. Mate, Lewis, thank you very much for coming on. Been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and uh, keep doing what you're doing, my man. Welcome, you're welcome. So, guys, that was Lewis Dutch. You can find him at www.lewisdutch.com. Um, and yeah, really interesting conversation. Just talking about all different things and the power of working in rather than working out. You know, slowing down and rebalancing hormones. Because otherwise, sometimes I said, as I said in the show, it's just like digging a ditch jumping in it and filling yourself over with dirt if you're never giving your body that time to repair to relax to restore you know very very important part of the health 
paradigm. You can't just keep on, can't just keep on smashing yourself and expecting to, 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 to why, or expecting to get healthier. One question why you feel more tired because you're in the gym, you know. It's also that's going to drain your life force. Energy exercise should be used to stimulate you and to create health, not to drain you. And you shouldn't be doing it, you shouldn't be doing it because you hate yourself. You should be doing it because you love yourself. And that's um, really, really important. Um, so yeah, great conversation with Lewis. And I'm sure we're getting back on the show at a later date as things uh, change and develop and see what he's up to. Um, so yeah, really, really um, good interview there. Got, got lots out. I hope you got lots out of that. Um, as always, guys and girls, uh, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co for all our articles and other podcasts and if you are dealing with a health issue and you'd like some one-to-one support to get over that then send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co that's just .co not .co.uk just .co ryan at reviveyourself.co and I'll get back to you as soon as possible and we can book a little chat to see if and how we can help you move forward um and yeah, obviously we're on, we're on Facebook at Revive Yourself. Um, I'm on personal account at Ryan Martin. Uh, on Instagram at Revive underscore yourself. Um, and yeah, just uh, follow us. Got all of our products at reviveyourself.co as well. All the uh, electromagnetic frequency blocking devices, the great supplements, um, and our water filtration systems. And I'll be getting more stuff on and be working in the background to be great to create more great programs for you guys as well as the book which is coming out soon we're just putting a few things together and we'll go from there um otherwise guys and girls yeah great talking to you as always stay happy stay healthy i'll speak to you soon bye-bye if you're struggling with gut issues such as gas bloating constipation diarrhea indigestion heartburn and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of the Healing Health Paradigm today.